Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. Today is going to be a, even more special than our special, special shows. If, you're, if you enjoy fishing and you like to catch fish, there's probably only two things you really need. The first and more important thing is the hook. And then it's nice to have something attached to it, a string or a line or something. But the, the most important part about fishing, I believe, is obviously the hook. And we're going to be talking to uh, Matt Gray from Eagle Claw. And we also have the Mike Ritz, the Grizz. And hopefully what we're going to do is we're going to learn all there is about hooks uh, from Matt and maybe how to use them uh, from Grizz. But I would like to remind you that you can go to fishtalkradio.com, listen to the show as many times as you like, and uh, also go to Real Fun Adventures. We've got some great trips, and Grizz has got some stuff put together. So if you're interested in going to Baja, Magdalena Bay, we've got some great stuff that we're putting together for you right now. So, and it's going to be exciting adventures, and maybe Grizz personally will take care of you on that. So, you like to go to our Facebook also, and then I guess it's Grizz's Facebook. Uh, it's Mike Ritz, right, Grizz? Yeah, you can go to Mike Ritz or go to my website, ASOB productions.com and we'll be happy to take care of you okay so you've changed that around if you go to asb online it now goes to asbproductions.com okay yes sir right and interesting stuff and then of course matt is uh, one of the experts from i don't know if they're the largest hook company in the world but uh they're certainly the best and i don't know um how many lines we're going to find out but they've got, uh, I think we talked to Matt the other day, and he's got like thousands of skews on any kind of hook imaginable. So we're going to be coming back, and we'll be introducing them. Hopefully, we can get uh, find out all about hooks and how to use them. And all we're going to be talking about today is hooks. So hopefully, even though it's a short amount of time, we'll cover as much as we possibly can. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. We're going to be right back with you. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm here to tell you about the Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. People often ask me, what is a Fred Hall Show? Well, it's the largest consumer fishing show in the world, California's largest boat show, the most fun international travel show in the West, and Southern California's finest hunting show. I love these shows, not just because my family name is on them, but because generations of Californians have grown up loving these events with me. Every year, the shows are different, but this year we will be celebrating the greatest saltwater fishing season in over 30 years. We believe that this will be our best Fred Hall show ever. The show is packed with thousands of high-quality fishing, fly fishing, travel, camping, and dive exhibits. There are over 400 interesting seminars and dozens of family fun events, including the world's greatest knife thrower. There will be more boats on display than ever before. My grandchildren keep asking me if it's time for Papa's show. Yes, it's time for Papa's show. The exceptional Fred Hall show, March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at fredhall.com. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. There's a boat race down the river. There's a slow boat on my mind. Everybody's going. Welcome like to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to have some fun and very, very informative show today. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's obvious if you want to catch fish, the single most important thing is the hook. I mean, without the hook, well, I guess they're a net. Um, you're, you're out of luck. And then, of course, you can tie a piece of string or line or something to it that makes it a lot easier. But I think the single most important thing, and as my guests will probably agree, is starting with the hook. And we're going to try and kind of cut through the, the haze a little bit because there's so many things out there, so many hooks, and so much confusion about hooks that hopefully we're going to be able to help sort that out. We have today, uh, we have... Of course, the Grizz, um, a.k.a. Mike Ritz, um, with ASOB Online, and now it's AS, ASOB Productions with multiple um, network television shows. We've got, he's got uh, Chef on the Water, uh, um, Adventures South of the Border. Uh, what, what else do you have, Grizz? Oh, right now uh, we're uh, starting up the new Mexican Unleashed, where we got Lisa Unleashed with us and mm-hmm. Captain Patrick uh, Crawford with us, a new series that we're going. We're actually we're fishing everywhere, and we're going to start doing a little bit of hunting. And uh, we're proud to say that uh, we just joined hands with Tough TV. We'll be airing on Tough TV, NBC, Kansas. We just signed up with them. We're actually starting tomorrow with them and Hunt TV. So, John, right now, we're just kicking butt. I mean, we've got everything going. 149 million households right now, John. Well, it sounds like you've been busy. I'm glad you've taken the time to get back to the basics. Now, we also have uh, an expert on hooks, and I think Eagle Claw, I, I don't know where to rank them, but if they're not the biggest and the best, they're up near the top. And if you're looking at hooks, uh, Eagle Claw, they've got, I don't know, how many different SKUs did you have uh, approximately, Matt? Well, when we take all of our products, we're probably around 18,000 hooks only. We're probably in the <laughs> five 7,000 range, so there's quite a few. <laughs> five to 10,000 just different types and hooks and sizes. So we're going to try and condense that down uh, so people can get a little bit better idea about terminology, how to use hooks, what they're for, maybe what different types of hooks to use. And then, of course, uh, Matt, you are with Eagle Claw, and I think your business card said you're category manager, whatever that means. Yeah, that's correct. Basically anything uh, to do with the hooks, new product development, the packaging, mm-hmm. costing, pricing, the whole nine yards from the uh, birth of the product all the way uh, to it gets the consumers at hand. Okay. Well, what we'd like to do today, if possible is cover as much as we can about hooks, and then maybe Grizz will help out with uh, how to use them. What do you think, Grizz? I can do that, but I do want to say one thing about Eagle Claw. You keep saying maybe the best, one of the best. Uh, John, it's very, very important that you and the rest of you people know that I do not fish if it does not have an Eagle Claw. I cannot afford to have an error in a hook when I'm making a television show, and I have never had one problem. And the other said, one of the biggest? Well, maybe they're not the biggest, 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 but they are the only one producing uh, hooks in the United States. So we have mm-hmm. quality hooks made in the USA that you can actually count on. None of this China stuff. We've got 
U.S.-made hooks. Am I right, Matt? Yeah, that's correct. We've got uh, hundreds of proud American workers in Denver, Colorado, cranking out millions of hooks every week, and uh, wow. that's something that we hang our hat on, that we're the only one produced in America. We're very proud of that. Did and, you say uh, millions per week, so. Matt? Millions said... per week. That's <laughs> correct. Well, right now, we're probably making about 15 million hooks a week. Wow. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've lost a few, but that's a lot of hooks. Yeah, that adds okay. up pretty quick. That's yeah, true. It does. Well, in this segment, why don't we go ahead and start off with some different categories? Now, I don't know if uh, if you want to go ahead and and uh, do that, Matt. But you know, we've got just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, you've got saltwater, freshwater, and fly fishing, and of course, sure. those are big areas. And then, and then, in in addition to that, you've got circle hooks, you got treble hooks, you got double hooks. So, mm-hmm. and then one of the things that I've always found confusing, especially with circle hooks, is hooks are um, measured by a number. And why yeah. don't you explain what that number is, first of all? Uh, well, for the most part, to, to start off, there's no standardized sizing between fish hook manufacturers, oh. which makes it all the more confusing. So while an Eagle Claw might have a 2-aught, it's not going to be the same as an Owner or a Gamagatsu or a VMC 2-aught, which is curious, but that's the way that it's always been going back thousands of years. Um, so the, the, the main thing to start off with is usually a size 1 is kind of the middle of your size range. Anything larger than a size 1 is going to go into the aught sizes, a 1-aught, a 2-aught, a 3-aught. And then below that, the smaller sizes are going to be represented by a, a whole number, whether it be size eight, mm-hmm. six, four, two, etc. Well, that's um, that, that makes sense. So that, that you've already made it much easier. So anything yeah, that's anything yeah. that's over a one, so you've got a one, and then you've got a one aught, two aught, an aught infinitum, and then uh, you've got a now something like a, a fly fishing uh, hook might be a mm-hmm. size like twenty eight. That changes yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll go from it'll go from one down the other direction. So, all right. So far, we've we've made some progress because that'll clear up a lot of confusion for people. And yes. and you said number one is kind of an arbitrary thing, but in most cases, a number one is pretty close to the middle on what you're what you're going to be using, to, uh, especially for mid range fish, other than game fish. Yes, I'd say that's correct, and mm-hmm. then. The way they measure those, for the most part, is basically the uh, the distance between the point and the shank, which we call the gap. And so that measurement, whatever that is, kind of determines the size, and then there's a ratio between sizes. A one-aught is going to be maybe 9.5% bigger than a one, mm-hmm. and then another 9.5% bigger would be a two-aught, and so on and so forth. Of course, um, that, that, that gets really confusing because the popular thing now is circle hooks. So the difference in the gap where the circle comes back around towards the shank, it might be a very short distance, but it could be a big hook. That's very true. That's very true. And that's, again, how some of that standardized sizing gets thrown out the window very quick between hook manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it a little bit different than Mustad, and they do it a little bit different than, than owner. And so okay. we all have our own specific um, sizing charts that we use, and they're kind of proprietary, and we use on our own. But mm-hmm. no two are the same. So it does make it tough. Okay. Like it's tough. Well, let's kind of just go down through the list for people that, that know or may not know. Let's start with freshwater, uh, the different types of hooks. Uh, so you've got hooks that you would use for bait, hooks that you would put through plastic or a worm, uh, mm-hmm. and then you might have uh, like a treble hook that you put some dough bait on. So give us, give us some quick ideas about the different types of hooks that you would find in freshwater. Uh, some of the ones the Eagle Cloth makes, some of the most popular is a salmon egg hook. So that's going to be a little short shank, kind of wide gap, usually for trout. Uh, we make an O'Shaughnessy hook. Um, that's a very popular saltwater hook. A bait holder style hook with uh, slices on the shank, which enables anglers to kind of keep their uh, live bait on their hook a little bit longer. Um, there's long shanks, short shanks. There's an Aberdeen hook, which most people uh, fish for panfish crappie with. Uh, tuna hooks. There's the offset worm hook in freshwater that has the little uh, Z-bend up near the eye, which is also another aid to help keep bait on the hook. Uh, wash hooks, it's kind of a fresh and a saltwater hook. That's a, an, an open eye hook. Uh, the octopus hook is one of the most popular hooks that we make and is used from coast to coast. Uh, 
so those are some of the rough styles. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also a Kirby hook, a Carlisle hook. I mean, you can go on and on. There's... <laughs> well, let's let's try and keep it as simple as we can, especially since we're going into a break right now. So we've got sure. a little bit of it, but what we want to do is is try and cut through the fog a little bit. So the the more we mention, the more confusing it becomes, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. uh, we are going to take a, a little bit of a break. And then, uh, you know, we, we need hours instead of minutes to, to cover this kind of stuff. So we will try and keep it simple, uh, find out about, you know, different, keep it it's like if you're bait fishing or worm fishing or um, salt freshwater. And then we're going to move into what Grizz and I like probably even more so is the saltwater uh, side of it. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Um, stay tuned. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. And make sure you go to Fish Talk Radio radio.com and while you're there click on real fun adventures because we got some great stuff and Chris has got some things on there we'll be right back It's time for the 69th annual Fred Hall Show, the ultimate outdoor experience March 4th to the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The biggest fishing show, biggest boat show, biggest travel show, biggest outdoor recreation event of the year. It's the nation's number one show. Don't miss the Mammoth Licks Kids Fish Free Trout Pond, the Ram Ultimate Air Dogs, the Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Savage Deer Bass Tank, the Accurate Reels Saltwater Tank, Air Gun Ranges, Archery, Casting, and dozens of family fun activities. Over 400 continuous seminars presented by Progressive Insurance, Cousins Tackle, Hobie Kayaks, and the World Fishing Network. Enter to win a custom Sea of Cortez fishing trip to Rancho Leonero, a pair of accurate fishing reels, or a Hobie Pro Angler Kayak. Kids free, kids fish free, active military free. The 69th annual Fred Hall Show, March 4th through the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at fredhall.com. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at V-A-G-A-B-U-N-D-O-S dot com or call 800-474-BAJA. But I'd rather get my rod and reel and go fishing when I can. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and I have a couple of very special guests. We have all the way from the City of Peace, La Paz, Baja, California, sir. We have Mike Ritz, a.k.a. The Grizz, who's a fishing guide, charter master, television host, and he knows how to use a hook. But we also have Matt from Eagle Claw. And Matt Gray is going to, we're going to kind of continue on. We wish we had hours and hours, but we're going to try and make it as concise as we can. Matt, why don't you go ahead, and we just talked about some freshwater hooks. Why don't you go ahead and kind of follow through with some basic categories and what they're used for? Uh, Well, sure. You know, one of the things that I did leave off when we talked about freshwater um, is the circle hook. And, well, most people think of the circle hook kind of strictly as a saltwater hook. 
it's got a ton of applications for freshwater. We've got uh, most of our catfish guys swear by the circle hook. Uh, a lot of them use the L7228, which is a octopus circle hook, and it's phenomenal for um, catfish. We've got guys that use them for trout. We've got guys that use them for bass. So that's completely my fault for overlooking the circle hook for freshwater, but that's a, a spectacular um, hook for, for just about any species, really. Uh, and I know Grizz probably uses circle hooks quite a bit uh, down there in Baja for uh, some sailfish, marlin, what have you. It's a phenomenal hooking uh, hook. Uh, most of the time you're going to get the fish hooked in the corner of the mouth. Uh, it's great for conservation. You don't get a lot of gut hooking. The circle hook is probably one of the fastest growing types of hooks in both fresh and salt water. And I bet, Grizz, you probably use circle hooks quite a bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Matt. Uh, that's the only thing we use on Marlin. Uh, we use a circle hook because, just like you said, we don't want to damage the fish. And with the J hooks, you know, you're tar- tearing out gills, your gut hooking, your throat hooking, and I mean, it's not necessary. And besides, you know, using a circle hook, if you know how to use it, it's almost foolproof. The way we do it is we let that marlin consume, and I mean literally consume the bait, until it's down into its gut. And then you do not jerk. You just point the rod, ride it to fish as he runs, count to 15, lock it up, and start reeling slow. And what happens, that that bait starts coming out of that fish's mouth, and a fish does not swim towards you. It swims away, and when he makes that turn, that circle hook gets something to hang on to, wraps around that jaw, and the fight is on, and you don't have to worry about him throwing it. Grizz, you know, so we love the circle hook. When, when you first started tur- circle hooks, I couldn't understand why they work because you'd think it would come right out. But what you said is that the the... Uh, the fish will take it, and they don't swim towards the boat. So they turn around and run, and so the line is being drawn towards the back of the fish. And as that hook comes up, that uh, circle hook gets caught right in the jaw or in the bone. And that's Yeah, well, the, what it is, John, you know, a fish, when he takes a bait, he takes it aggressively, and he eats it as fast as he can because normally where there's one, there's others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not going to take a chance of something else stealing their food away. So they run up, they grab it, they swim as fast as they can in a direction. Now, when you lock it up, that fish might be swimming to the right, might be swimming to the left, might be swimming straight out. But that line is in the corner of that fish's mouth. So the line goes through that corner of his mouth, and then the circle hook just catches right in, right there, because it's got a, just a little tab right there that just gets right in, and you hook them, and you don't lose many fish. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do that jerking action. Mm-hmm. Well, so somebody who's never fished before, all you got to do is be patient, mm-hmm. like with a giant rooster fish. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, lock him up and start reeling. Instead of, ah, uh, ah, uh, and start jerking, and you, sometimes the fish doesn't have it on its mouth. You pull it out of the fish's mouth. So, I mean, the J-hook is something gone hmm. for saltwater fishing, as far as I'm concerned. I get excited. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> talk about fishing. Well, I think we covered circle hooks in particular, but it's interesting that uh, that you mentioned, Matt, that they started off probably about 10, 15 years ago. I think it started with the Japanese, but they've become very popular um, for big game fishing. And I guess one of the biggest side benefits is because that hook is lodged right in the jaw and it doesn't go down into the fish, it makes for an easy release. Yes, absolutely. We've... uh there's been quite a bit of research done on the uh, circle hooks and, and the preservation, the conservation benefits of it. And with a properly designed circle hook with the right point angles, you're going to see about a 98% uh, lip hook ratio, meaning that 98% of the time that hook is in the corner of the mouth, like Riz said. It's not going to be in the gut, not going to be in the gills. And that just helps to uh, kind of decrease uh, the post-release mortality, the fish dying after you release him. He's not injured. He's not bleeding out. Um, and so there's just a, a numerous benefits to it. As, as Grizz also mentioned, it's great for beginning fishermen that 
you could put someone out there that's never fished before, and then they can hook a fish with a circle hook. So it's got a lot. Well, of what about fishing. what about bass fishing? Because that's something that uh, you know, you there's a little bit whole different type. I can't imagine they'd work for that because you know the you know bass anglers they use a you know a, they set real hard as as soon as they feel anything, but that's because it's they're not actually swallowing the bait. So you got to get them while before they spit it out. Is that right? I would assume that's the reason. We haven't seen a whole lot of growth in the in the bass market for circle hooks. Mm-hmm. We've had people try it. We've had people making, oddly enough, even jigs with it, which mm-hmm. almost seems counterproductive. But it hasn't taken off mm-hmm. uh, in that well, industry. Grizz, as, as far as circle hooks, is that something you use only with bait? Because you wouldn't really use it for, for lures. You'd still use J-hooks for well, that. Well, you know, John, you know, they're trying to do it. Like you're talking about the largemouth bass, you know. I tried it, you know, because I, I love saltwater, I mean, freshwater fishing also for those giant bass we got down here. We catch, you know, 10, 15-pound bass, and just doesn't work. You know, when a, a bass goes and picks up a worm, I mean, he's very picky, and he puts Such it in, and he makes a couple, you know, little munchies on it, and that's what you feel, and you set that hook as hard as you can. You don't gut hook them that much. I mean, it's very rare that you ever mm-hmm. gut hook a bass. So it's not really necessary. Mm-hmm. And I said that strike on a big bass, I mean, that's well worth the fight, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll ever go there myself. Well, there's so many types and varieties. We're going to talk about snelled hooks, ringed hooks, um, and then the hooks that also have another ring on it to, to add it, let it uh, uh, the hook uh, float around. Um, but let's talk for a second. And, and a lot of times when, you, uh, when you're fishing with lures, I've known people, which myself included, it'll come with a treble hook. Mm-hmm. And the people will take the treble hook off and put a single hook on. Uh, Grizz, would you comment on that and why? Well, the thing of it is a treble hook had many reasons. One, it's a disaster waiting to happen in the boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, you can smack somebody up the side of the head with the lure, and if you got a treble hook, you're taking his ear off. Uh, the other thing, it destroys a fish's mouth. And not only does it get him in the mouth, if he gets a front part like a, any, a crankbait, you get him in the back, too. And, I mean, you're there, you're trying to get him off, and the next thing you know, you get one out, and then the other one goes into your finger. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to kill a fish, it's all right. But, I well, mean, the The other part, Chris, them. and you can comment on this. I, from what I understand, you would think that if you've got a treble hook, you've got three times the opportunity to hook a fish. But the, the, other, but the other part of it is that you don't get a good bite as you would a single hook um, will set itself much better th- than one of the three barbs. So that uh, Well, what you're talking about is the hold. Mm-hmm. If you look at a treble hook, the distance between the shank and the point is limited. And if it's really wide, it's so heavy you can't use it. Like if you're going to take a yo-yo, the first thing you want to do is take off that treble hook, mm-hmm. and you want to put a long shank eagle claw on there and then you know it's it's got a distance between the shank that gap is wider and when you set it mm-hmm. you'll get a good set on it on a treble hook it just you've got three hooks on there and they make it very difficult to hook correctly right so you might just pull it on out even though you've got three hooks you don't have the the ability and the set and the you distance don't have, and the, the yeah gap. you don't have that mm-hmm. holding power mm-hmm and yeah, yeah, you're right about the other part. Is it uh, you? You get, uh, you know, you you, you got to put corks on the end of all three lines, and they're they're really a pain. But uh, you know, I think that there's a school of thought that thinks one hook is better than three. And then what well, about? Well, yeah, there's always a school of thought yeah. until what, you get sit on one. What, 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 what about it? What about it? What about the in between? Uh, a lot of lures uh, will use a double hook. I don't use a double hook myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've seen them used on butterfly jigs and stuff like that. I mean, I, Charles uses a butter when he uses a butterfly. He uses a double shank and double hook, and he seems to like it pretty good. But I, I personally go with a single shank hook. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's Matt, what I like. Uh, you, were, you were talking, you know, to go back a little bit about hooks in general. We talked about uh, just now single, double, and triple, and some of the pros and cons of each one of those. But then mm-hmm. we've got, you know, there's such a wide variety that we don't even want to go into as far as the different types. Like I said, the ringed hooks, the um, uh, the the eye or the snelled hooks that I don't think we have enough time to get that far into. But we're, sure. when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the materials and ho- mm-hmm. the different types of materials that are used and why. And, you know, how long they last or if you get a, uh, a hook of fish and you want to let it go, and the hook's buried, you cut it, Um, how long does that hook last? But we've got a lot of questions. We're going to come up, and we're going to be back with you in three minutes, and we're going to be talking about hooks for the next 12 minutes, and then some. So we appreciate you tuning in to Fish Talk Radio, and go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to this as many times as you want. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I've got great news. The most powerful and critically acclaimed national anglers' rights organization is coming to California. The Coastal Conservation Association works to conserve marine resources and anglers' access to them. CCA Cal is just beginning. If you join us at the Fred Hall Shows, you'll get into the show for free, receive vouchers worth over $150, and be entered into drawings worth thousands of dollars. It's the right thing to do, and it's a great value. Come join us at the Fred Hall Show March 4th through the 8th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Protect California fishing. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we are really getting into fishing. Uh, And fishing hooks, it's just a, you know, there's too much to cover, so we're going to try and keep it a little bit simple. We've we've covered, uh, you know, different points. In the last segment, we talked about circle hooks and, and different types of hooks and what you use them for different reasons. But what I'm curious about is not only that there's so many different varieties and types of hooks, but there's different materials and different colors of hooks. And maybe we could kind of explore that for a second as to why that is so and when you would want to use uh, a particular material or, or color. 
So I'll just well, I'll just throw that out to Matt, I guess. Yeah, uh, definitely have uh, all kinds of colors, and I think some of the reasons for that are there's three reasons for a lot of the different finishes on hooks. Uh, one would be to catch the fish, obviously, to entice the fish uh, to bite. The second is to catch the fishermen in the store. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And the third is uh, corrosion resistance, which is also probably one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the finishes that Eagle Claw employs on its hooks, basic finishes a bronze fish hook, which we see most uh, used in freshwater. It's not very good for saltwater as its corrosion value is very low, so it'll rust out very quickly. Um we have uh, two, a platinum black hook, a red hook. We do chartreuse and crawfish. Um, we also have a stainless steel hook. Um, that's going to be spectacular for corrosion resistance and for salt water. Um, that's one of the best finishes that uh, around as far as corrosion resistance. Um, most of our hooks are made out of the uh, a high carbon steel. If it's not stainless steel, it's the uh, high carbon steel. And so that that will rust out a little quicker than a stainless steel hook would. Uh, but those are basically the three reasons for your finishes, the fisherman, the fish, and corrosion. Okay, so you, the, 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 you know, the materials then you're talking about, uh, it's uh, um, coated with uh, uh, brass, is that what you said? Bronze. Bronze, right. Bronze. And, then, yes, and, then, and then, of course, the stainless steel and the high carbon. And I think, you know, when you talk about knives, high carbon steel, you know, is a harder material and holds an edge better. Um, normally, normally even better than stainless steel. And then also, you let's go into a little bit about colors. Now, the color, obviously, what it's made from would affect the color, but you also introduce color into it. Is that right? Yes, we use uh, different plating techniques as well as some uh, some lacquer and painting techniques, depending on what material we're putting on there. But uh, the bronze is a plating. The platinum black uh, is a plating. We do a nickel finish as well. Any of the, the kind of the bright colors, like the reds, that's a, that's a lacquer and a paint process that we do. We kind of dip it and spin it in a centrifuge to, to get that color on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the red hooks are, it's one of the, it's been one of the more popular hooks and has had quite a bit of publicity. We were talking about a little offline and uh, some of the reasons for the red hooks. Obviously, the red hook can uh, act as kind of a and attracting to the fish, they see it as, as the bait is bleeding, the, the bait is injured, they see the red, they see blood, and they want to attack the easy target. Uh, another uh, theory on the red hooks is that at certain depths within the water column, the fish the fish hook will disappear, and therefore because, the fish isn't spooked mm-hmm. off by any big mm-hmm. hunk of metal hanging off the bait and will be more apt to bite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grizz, uh as a general rule, I imagine it depends on the type of fish, but do you have any comments on the, the material or the colors of hooks you like to use? Well, when I'm using uh, marlin lures, uh, we're talking about skirted lures, I use uh, the stainless steel because I you know, like the glow and things like that, that it looks like a, a scale when, on a skirted lure. Mm. When I'm throwing or pitching live bait, I use uh, the bronze hook, uh, you know, the circle hook. Why? Because if something does happen where that fish gets that thing uh, in his gut, uh, you know, I tell you, the the hardest one, the ones that really take them in the gut are the big sailfish. Mm -hmm. I'll bring him up to the side of the boat and uh, take pictures of him, of course, and if it's down deep, I will cut the line, knowing that that is a cheaper wire that that hook's made out of, and will actually, as Matt said, it will corrode very fastly in salt water. I mean, we've done experiments with it, and in up to five to six days, that hook just breaks into pieces, so you have no effect on mm. the fish. So that's why I use mm-hmm the cheaper wire. Uh, the wire used has a lot to do with the color, and then, as Matt says, they paint it. Like uh, a really good one is a seagull hook, a sea guard. When they use that, uh, it holds up forever. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the commercial fishermen want to use something that's going to hold forever. They don't really care about that fish, if he's going to live or die, because most of them are n- going to die anyway. Uh, and 
they want to use the seagull because they do not want that corrosion in that salt water. And most people, when they're fishing, do not take the time to wash their hooks mm-hmm. off because you need to yes. wash them off after you use them. Even when you're in the boat, there's splash that gets on your hooks and you start getting corrosion. So you need to wash them off. So Eagle Claw makes the cheap hook all the way to the new ones that are coming out right now that you can't even touch them without bleeding. I mean, they're so good. <laughs> I mean, they've got a new hook out right now that is laser, not laser sharp. This thing is so sharp. I mean, I was on the boat the other day, and all I did was touch it, and I actually pricked myself with it. But, uh, you know, you can go as expensive as you want or as cheap as you go. But that's my preferences on mm-hmm. hooks. Well, uh, Matt, let's talk about the point of a hook that kind of Grizz alluded to a little bit. Um, sure. There's, there's different types of, of points. Can you kind of go over what those are? Yeah, the Eagle Club, we make three different types of points. We make our, our kind of a classic forged or knife point, uh, which I think many people are familiar with. The other point that we uh, employ is a needle point, uh, kind of a conical, a circu- circular point, almost looks like a pencil tip, essentially. Uh, and then the, the latest hook that we have, which what Grizz was just talking about, is our Eagle Claw Trocar point, which is it's a surgically awesome. sharpened point. Um, it's really the only thing like it in the industry. It's a symmetrical three-sided point that, as Grizz alluded to, is just uh, sickening sharp, but it's also extremely durable at the same time, which is mm-hmm. why it's such a phenomenal product. Um, and so with the Trocar point, you can set the hook, or if you're using a circle hook, it's just going to penetrate with so much less pressure, so much less effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to penetrate farther. It's going to keep that hook buttoned up on the fish, and you're just plain and simple going to land more fish with it. Well, another thing that I that I learned uh, just when I was talking to you guys at the at the hall show the other day is that triple point. Um, when you've got a big fish on the line, you know, if you have a circle hook or whatever it is, and you know you got a let's just say a, a 200 pound fish on 50 pound test. And you may have it in the water for hours. And what happens is a hook, the, you know, that when it sets itself in, it begins to you know, kind of, um, the hole gets bigger. And then if you don't keep a tight line on it, it can throw the hook. Where the mm-hmm. hook that you're talking about has a tendency not to, to, not to move around and enlarge that hole. So, That's correct. And a lot of times you're penetrating so far past the point that the point is, on the outside of the fish, and so it's not oh. continually making that hole bigger anymore. You're fighting the mm-hmm. fish instead of on the point in the bend, uh, which is better for the fish, it's better for the angler, uh, and you're just going to land more fish that way. You're not going to have any broken tips. A lot of times if you're fighting a fish and you're just penetrated just up to the barb, not even mm-hmm. past the barb, you're going to increase your chances of breaking uh, the tip and losing the fish as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. You know, uh, let me get in there. You know, the trogar hooks is what I use now. Uh, that's all we use is a trogar. And, guys, I mean, if you're going to go out there and fish, you're going to spend the money on the line, the rod, the boat, the gasoline, and you want to save a few bucks on a hook, you're crazy. <laughs> well, because like we're talking right now, that's the most important thing you're fishing. That hook yeah. gives out on you, and you've lost it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why you should think about. Yeah. The trogars are very expensive. Well, you better believe they are, because they're the best hooks on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if Absolutely. you're out there for fishing for a trophy for your life. You're going to give it up for a couple bucks? Yeah. Come on, well, guys. Give man, me you a can, break. you, you got to go with this yeah. Trogar. You, you can have some great line, a great rod, and a great reel, but it uh, doesn't do you much good without a great hook, does it? No. No, no. I, and you know, I, I is the best I, I, of the best of the best. I liken it to uh, some guy going out and buying a Ferrari and then putting the cheapest possible tires you can on it. Well, yeah. that Ferrari is not going to perform very well, I promise you. Right, right. <laughs> Well, uh, but to, to finish up this segment, I don't know if, if there's a quick question because there's just so many questions. But I suppose what we might do is Matt can uh, give us some information on how we can people can learn more about hooks and or eagle claw hooks. Certainly, one of the best uh, options is right now is obviously the internet. Just uh, head on over to eagleclaw.com. We've got uh, vast majority of our fish hooks up online. We've got some educational resources on there, but you can certainly check out. 
a lot of the styles, the sizes we've talked about, the different finishes we've talked about, um, the trocar line that we've talked about. Um, so it's, it's a good resource to look at what a single hook looks like versus the double, the treble, a snelled mm-hmm. hook. Um, there's, there's all kinds of resources there. So check out eaglepaw.com and check us out at the Fred Hall show too, the rest of the weekend. There you go. But, uh, they're coming up in, uh, Del Mar in the, at the end of the month. But the, uh, uh, I guess what we did learn is that we're talking about sizing is that there's general rules, but <laughs> everything's different. So whatever works, I guess. I don't know what to say about that because there's, there's not a consistency in sizing. Uh, but the general well, rule is you start with one and go in that direction. Guy, excuse me for interrupting. If you just use eagle claw hooks, you don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Well, we're about out of time in this segment. But uh, also, before we do go, we want to mention that Grizz has uh, uh, ASOB. If you go to ASOB online, it'll take you to ASOB Productions, and you can kind of check up on him. Go to Mike Ritz Facebook. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show as many times as you want, and then go to our Facebook, too. We'd appreciate that. So you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V-Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V-Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have such a tremendous show today. Um, um, we've, we've learned things that maybe Grizz didn't even know about. No, probably not. But uh, we have Matt Gray from Eagle Claw that has been with us trying to wade through some of the fog on fishing hooks what to do, what they are, different types, different materials, and maybe how to use them. And then, of course, Grizz has been giving us some tips on, you know, what what to do with the hook. 
So let's see if we can kind of summarize a little bit. Uh, right before we left, we talked about sizing. And uh, Matt, uh, just go over that in about 30 seconds again real quick. Yeah, I mean, I, the best advice I would give, John, for for hook sizing is, is match your hook to the size of the bait you're using. Um, I mean, don't worry so much necessarily about the, the ot size or the, the number on the package. Find the bait that's going to be appropriate for the species and the fishery you're using mm-hmm. and match your, your hook size to that bait, uh, and you should have no problem. If you, if you focus on so our it, size versus others, you're right. lost. Is, is it better to try and use the smallest hook as possible, or is it better just to get a big hook? or Because some of those uh, bait fish are pretty small. Uh you know, I'd, I'd leave that to Grizz. My opinion would be use the smallest. That's what I always hear. Guys want the smallest and lightest wire hook they can use, but they want it to be as strong as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to spook the fish, and, and so the smaller, more concealed you can do, that would be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grizz, you have a comment on that? Yeah. Uh, I agree with him to some extent. Depends if you're fishing on the bottom. If you're fishing on the bottom, you need a bigger hook because there's rocks and stuff, yeah. and you'll bend your hooks out. Uh, when you're on top, uh, like trolling for big marlin, you want to use a big hook because you need that holding power because he's going to hit, and we hits, it's like a freight train. But try to keep your hook as small as you can, especially on your baits like on sardines and stuff like that. And uh, and then when you're bridling tuna and stuff like that, you want to use a bigger one. So it's like Matt said the the, the key word: look at your bait and then figure it out. Yeah. For me to tell you to use a ten aught, twelve aught, I don't know what size bait you're using. I don't right. know what your bridle so bait, you know, set the, looks the, the, like. I don't know what your ballyhoo yeah. set looks like. Yeah. So you have to make your own decision. Just make sure it's an eagle claw hook because they never go wrong. Well, that's that's a, that's that makes it easy. And then you, as uh, also as Matt said, you can go to is it eagleclaw.com? dot com? Is that what you said, Matt? That's correct, eagleclaw.com. Okay, and you get a lot more information from there on what to do with it. And you know, we haven't even talked about how to bait your hook or you know how to use this different stuff. So, boy, we could go on for another twelve hours, but unfortunately, uh, in this show, we can't. But I suspect we're going to be coming back to this and we're going to be talking some more uh, to Matt about Eagle Claw and giving some more tips on that. Because it is, uh, again, uh, without the hook, (laughs) you can have all the fancy gear you want, but you're probably not going to catch too many fish unless you can lasso them. But, uh, and then we'd like to see you get down and fish with Grizz. You can go to realfunadventures.com. Easy way to get there is to go to Fish talkradio.com click on real fun adventures we got some great stuff going on and there's more stuff coming up and if there's something you want to do someplace you want to go and you don't see it let us know because we're in the process of putting it together for you right now and then go to uh, eagleclaw.com and then of course grizz at uh, facebook at mike ritz and also the uh, uh, go to asob.com uh, asobproductions.com, right, Grace? Yeah, another thing I'd like to mention real fast, go yeah, to my new hotel. Oh, yeah. www.mangroveinbaja.com. Go to my new hotel and check it out, what we're doing in Mag Bay. Mag, Mangro Inn Hotel, is that what you said? No, it's mangroveinbaja.com. Okay, mangroveinbaja.com. Okay, we got to go. They're kicking us out of the studio. We appreciate that very much, you guys, and we're going to try and get back together again, and maybe we can all fish together with the Grizz. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Appreciate that.